Welcome to More Than Words by Nikki, the podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Wheatley, just your average wife and mom with a whole lot of dreams and the passion to pursue them. I'm so excited to be here to help encourage and inspire you to chase after your biggest dreams. This week, I am thrilled to present a guest that is a screenwriter with no less than 11 movies to her credit, including The Night Before Christmas, Catering Christmas, and The Great Christmas Witch, along with this week's premiere movie, Fall into Winter, starring Lori Laughlin. Please welcome Kara J. Russell. Hi, Kara. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm so excited you agreed to come on the podcast. This is, if you aren't inspirational, I don't know who is because you are doing exactly what you dreamed of doing. And so this week you are, you know, premiering your 11th movie. That's an incredible achievement and not easily done. Would you mind sharing with our listeners how it all started? I went my senior year of college at Miami University. I did a an independent study project where the, I had to write a screenplay and I, I loved it. It was just so much fun. And I thought, this is what I want to do. Being in Ohio saying you want to work in Hollywood is like saying you want to work on the moon. It was just <laughs> a different world. So far out of reach. Did you feel like you were encouraged in doing it or did you feel like it was just such a pipe dream that you couldn't imagine it actually happening? It was one of those where I was just going to try it. Do you feel like there was a moment where you just decided to go after it? I had very naively sent my very first screenplay, which everybody will tell you don't do. So every Hollywood production company whose address I could find. And back then it was where you make copies, not it wasn't mm-hmm. actual copy. And a very kind executive, Meg Lafoe from Jody Foster's company at the time, actually responded and she, she got on a phone call with me and very kindly said, you know, you've got some talent, keep working at it, keep writing. And that was when I thought, okay, if she says I could do it, I can do this. And so I'm so grateful that she was so kind to a very green writer. Wow. To have her just take the time to tell you that you actually have talent and to keep trying is, you don't hear a lot of that. It, yeah, it was, it was very incredible of her. And she's had an amazing success herself. I think Inside Out was her movie. So she's done amazing things on her own. And so I just am so grateful. Wow, that is that. truly incredible. And do, so you did not start out in screenwriting, though. You started out in journalism, correct? Yes, that was my first job out of college, working for a country music magazine in Austin, Texas, as assistant managing editor and feature writer. And that was a lot of fun. But I always had in the back of my head I wanted to do screenwriting. So how long did it take you before you actually started doing screenwriting? They, when I first moved to L.A., I was told it takes writers 10 to 12 years to break in. And this was okay. before, before Netflix changed the game. And that was pretty accurate. I was like, oh, no, no, that's forever. And sure enough, my, my first movie aired. It was about that correct timeline. Wow. Which was your first movie? called Heavenly Match, and I was hired to adapt a book for the Up Network. Wow. Okay, so obviously it took some time, and everyone has their challenges when making their biggest dreams come true. Can you think of a particular challenge and how you overcame it and just kept going? The biggest challenge has been rejection. 
And I think that's true for anybody who's a writer, an actor, um, you're going to hear a lot of no's. And I even had one executive tell me he absolutely hated the screenplay that he read. It's not one that was ever made. But I remember thinking, well, that's good. At least I got a reaction. <laughs> but you just have to keep going. You just have to put the rejections in a box mentally and just say, okay. So what is one achievement you are most proud of as you pursued screenwriting? The first time I saw my name on the TV screen, that was pretty cool. Like, oh my gosh, that's my, that was always the dream. See my name up there as a writer. And the first time I saw that, I was like, wow. And my friends were wonderful. They threw a premiere party for me and like cheered when my name came on. So that was just sweet, very exciting. That's awesome. And is there something you would have told yourself 10 years ago? If there was one thing you could say to yourself, what would it be? Oh, that's a really good question. Don't give up and have fun along the way. Make sure you have a lot of fun along the way because writing, it's about experiences and people you meet and just relax a bit, but don't give up. That's really good advice for anyone. It's the journey, not the destination. That's so true. Yeah. What is a question I haven't asked you that you would love to answer? Just about your journey into screenwriting and the whole thing. I just, I would tell, I would just say, gosh. Because I get asked a lot by aspiring writers for advice. And so Mm -hmm. I think that would be the question is what advice would I have for people who want to get into screenwriting? Okay. And I always say read. Read everything you can. Read all the screenplays you can. There are a lot of websites like um, Drew's Scriptorama. I think IMDb has scripts, Simply Scripts. Just go and read read scripts from movies you've watched, ones you haven't, Academy Award winners, because that's the best way, I think, to learn writing is to keep reading really good scripts and really learn structure. That is huge for writers. I read a lot of scripts and the structure's not there. Like you can decorate your house however you want, but if you don't have a foundation, it's going to crumble. Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, I have a great idea. I have a great idea. And I tell them, that's fantastic. Go write it. 99% of the people do not go and write it. So if you're one of the, if you're one of the 1% who actually sits down and writes your screenplay, that's huge. Like deserve major credit for that because so many people don't even get that far. And you actually have a book on how to write screenplays that are sellable for the movie industry. I do. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Sure. Because I also work as an executive, creative executive at MPCA, which is Motion Picture Corporation of America. And we, I work with a lot of new writers. And I found myself giving the same advice over and over, the same notes over and over. And then when COVID first happened and we were shut down, and I wasn't going anywhere on weekends, I thought, this is a good time to write this. And it ended up being published February of 21. Okay. It's on- now through Waterside. It's on Amazon. Okay. Through Waterside. I will post a link on that um, so that if anybody is interested in um, learning the ins and outs of how to write a, a sellable screenplay, they can take a look at your book. And I put everything in there that would have helped me as a starting writer, things I've had to learn through trial and error as a writer, things that you wouldn't know unless you're working either as an executive or a hired writer. But to get hired as a writer, you need to know these things. 
So I hope my book can help new writers fix the mistakes so that they can sell their scripts. That's an amazing thing to be able to do. Having that experience that's not just as a writer, but as an executive, you probably see a lot of screenplays on a daily basis. And is there something that stands out as a as a mistake that a lot of people make? Is it just on the structure or content? What do you think that biggest mistake that people make is? The biggest mistake I see with new writers is they don't know their structure. And we can okay. tell looking at like the first two, three pages, actually usually the first page, if someone knows what they're doing or not. It's the structure. It's the formatting. It's not writing it the way you would write a book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's... But the structure, definitely. You have to hit the right points or it's just not going to work as a movie. Gotcha. Well, and as um, like learning the difference between writing a novel and writing a book, I always felt like when you're writing a novel, you're allowed to tell the emotion of the character. Whereas if you're writing a screenplay, that's the actor's job to (laughs) really show that with their actions. And it's really hard to like separate Like you can write, like he says with a shrug, but it's, you know, it's the actor's job to take what you write and turn it into the emotions and everything. Exactly. And we call that the subtext. So as a writer, you have to put in the emotional subtext of what's happening, but you have very few, you have to be very concise with it. Whereas a novel, you could spend a whole chapter talking about a writer's conscious thinking and thoughts and, but in a script, you have to be very concise and still convey the whole story. So the actor knows what their character's journey is. Yeah. Do you think that deciding to go after this goal, um, was it something that you had a lot of support of, or did you kind of start out and just, you were just doing it on your own? I did it on my own. I didn't know anyone in Hollywood when I moved out there. But my family was always supportive. They they just believed it. They're like, it'll happen. It'll happen. Even though it seemed like it would never happen. They that Which was really amazing to have that kind of support from my family. And my friends were like, yeah, sure. Great. Go for it. Well, I'm sure they were thinking, good luck. <laughs> That's a pipe dream. But I've always worked a day job too. So this okay. was always something I just did for fun on my own time and kept going with it. Mm-hmm. So writing as a full-time job, I give kudos to those writers because it's very difficult. At what point did you kind of transition into like, I mean, obviously you're still an executive, but you're also writing a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, At what point do you think that transition really happened? Was it kind of at that 10-year mark or where you were doing a movie and still like working at an office job? Um, It was 2017. Okay for NPCA um, and really loved it. Found it made me, working as an executive has made me a better writer, learning more about production and budgets and writing to different buyers. So it's made me better as an executive to work with other writers and it's helped my own writing. So this whole podcast kind of came about because I wanted to encourage people who, you know, may not be just straight out of college, like, oh, I'm going to do this job. And, you know, things may get in the way, like myself, you know, I met my husband and had kids and like life just happens. And it's, you know, 15 years later, and I picked up the novel I started and got halfway through. And, you know, it's never too late 
for someone to just decide, you know, I've always had this dream in my heart. I decided I want to go after it. And it's ne- it really is never too late. Do you feel like there's a a cutoff time for being a writer in Hollywood where it's just like, oh, you know, can you still do it even though you're say like, I don't know, a 50-year-old person or, you know, someone in in the later half of their life as opposed to, you know, coming straight out of college and and chasing after it and spending 10 years going that direction. I say go for your dreams. Age doesn't matter. It's all how you feel about it. It's the mindset. If someone's a talented writer, people are going to want that script and they're not going to care if that person's 22 or 82. If it's a good project, that's what they want. Okay. I say go for your dreams always. If it's going to make you happy and bring you joy, of course, go for it. And there's also, if you Google people who started their careers, like after the age of 50, there's a really impressive list of celebrities we all love who got a late start in their careers and have done extraordinarily well. I can think of quite a few off the top of my yeah. head. <laughs> but it's just like, wow, they weren't like child stars or, you know, they didn't, you know, this wasn't their first job, their first career choice. It would just happen to happen. Hollywood always wants a fresh voice. Mm-hmm. And voice is what each person brings their own experience, their own viewpoint, their unique way of seeing the world. And one piece of advice I would give is that we can tell, we'll call a script dated if it sounds like somebody's using the slang that they used in the 60s or 70s or 80s when they might have been a teenager. So my advice is pay attention to how teenagers speak today, no matter how old you are, because that's what everybody is always chasing. I'm so excited. Is there anything else that you would like to share about anything upcoming? Or would you mind talking about your latest project, Fall into Winter? Sure. Fall into Winter just premiered on the Great American Family Channel. It's a new channel headed by Bill Abbott, who's a wonderful, brilliant man. I love working with him and his team. And it stars Lori Laughlin and James Tupper. And they have amazing chemistry. I was really happy with how it came out. And it's been positive on social media, so I'm very excited to see positive comments. And would love for everyone to see that if they can. Yeah. Uh, Great American Family Network, um, which you can actually um, see on the Friendly Network as well. Yes. And I know Great American Family has been getting on DirecTV. They're expanding, which is really exciting. Because it's a whole new network that just um, started within the last year. Um, 2021. Okay. They started with the fall movie and then Christmas movies. Okay. It's been perfect. Growth. Do you have a favorite movie that you've written? Because I actually, I have to bring this up because I watched, um, catering Christmas recently. I'm a big Christmas fan. I'm a big, like all I love, I love all the Christmas stories. I will watch them. We have Christmas in July at my house. Um, so I will watch them when it's not Christmas. And um, I loved Catering Christmas. And there was actually something on um, in the movie that you wrote that stood out to me about the main character whose name is Molly Frost. And she said um, that she always dreamed of, um, of doing her job, which was catering. And um, she said, it's always been a dream of mine. And then later on, um, one of the characters said, never give up on your dreams. You never know what will happen. 
And that just like really hit me when I was watching it because I was like, it's so true. You, If you never give up um, your biggest dream, you just don't know where it's going to lead. It could completely go literally to the moon when you were talking about how like, you know, you might as well be going to the moon. You don't know where that dream could go if you just keep at it, if you just don't give up on it. That's so true. And if you if you reject yourself or take yourself out of the running, like you're the only one doing that. If, like so many people do that and that just leaves a space wide open for the others who don't give up. So I say never give up and don't be the one to take yourself out of the running. That's also great advice. Did, um, do you have a character that, you know, kind of embodies a little bit of yourself in any of your movies or are they all just like free creations that you just came up with or do they have a little bit of, of Kara in them? Oh, that's a good question. My, one of my best friends from college, she always says she'll watch my movies to hear my voice in it and find the things that are me. But I do base most of the characters on people I know. And so okay. it's a combination of different people I know, different quirks, characteristics. But I do always try to put in, I love quotes, so I always try to put in some kind of uplifting or helpful little little thing I like to sneak in just so it makes someone's life, I don't know. Yeah, that's absolutely, that makes sense. I mean, just like that quote hit me exactly when I needed to hear it. Oh, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. So hopefully, um, whatever we do, uh, the ears that need to hear it are the ones that it gets brought to. That's kind of how I've envisioned this happening. And it's just like, you know, not everyone in the world is going to be able to hear this, but um, the people who need to hear it, I feel like it will make it to them in some way, somehow. I love that. Yes. And I believe that too. I've had the little signposts along the way of just things you just need to hear at the right time. Perfect. Moments. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and just sharing your experience and just inspiring other writers, other people who, you know, maybe not writing, but just knowing that you were able to attain like this huge, amazing dream and you never gave up, you kept at it. And now you're in a position where you can grow your craft in a whole new way and help others who are in the same position that you were in before. And I just really appreciate you, you know, taking the time to come on and talk and hopefully your words of encouragement will will find those ears that need to hear them. Thank you so much for inviting me and I love your podcast. I love that you're putting something out there to help people that inspires people and helps others find their dreams too. So I love that you're doing this as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I hope that um, after your next movie, maybe you can come back on and we can talk about that. Uh, I'd love to. <laughs> That's it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kara J. Russell and left a little bit more inspired and encouraged. If you want to know where to buy her book, check out my podcast page on morethanwordsbynikki.com. Until next week, keep chasing those dreams. 